Dave Fleming, so the new Barbie movie that everybody is talking about hits theaters today. What were you doing earlier this month? I was on a an assignment in Orlando that I think basically everyone else at the company had passed on, but they were like, Fleming will do it. I was in the Orlando Convention Center, which is like the size of the Death Star. And I was at the world's largest Barbie collector convention. They have thousands of collectors and uh, experts and appraisers. Everything in the world of Barbie core is there and they're there for a week, um, just doing all kinds of things Barbie. And I was there on the hunt for a lost Barbie. Okay, I was assuming that maybe LeBron James has this hobby (laughs) and he was down there or Lionel Messi is a big Barbie guy. And so, you know, you were kind of following them around as they were at the Barbie convention. That was not the case. No, but there is a sports connection and that was the whole point. When my editor pitched the story to me, all she said was, Flem, I'm just going to give you the the Cliff Notes version. Missing Dallas Mavericks Barbie. And I was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And that's what I was looking for, searching for, hunting, really for the last month around the globe for this mysteriously missing Dallas Mavericks Barbie from 1999. This Barbie, it's not just something that interests you. This is the Holy Grail. Yes, that's a much better, I feel better about myself when we put it that way, right? That makes me seem like Indiana Jones or, yes, I'm on some kind of religious quest. But yes, with the movie coming out and every Barbie mania about to hit, there's this strange cross-section of sports, Barbie, and collectibles. And in this bizarre world of all three of these, somehow... This 1999 Dallas Mavericks Barbie has become the unicorn in all three of these fields. Nobody can find it. Nobody knows why it's missing. Nobody knows where it might be. And so the idea was, yes, send Flem on this Indiana Jones type quest for the holy grail of of Barbies. More than a billion. That's how many Barbies are out there on planet Earth. But there is one Barbie out there that has remained elusive. One that Barbie collectors have scoured the globe for and come up empty-handed. So today, as Barbie makes her debut on the silver screen, the intrepid Dave Fleming takes us on a quest, an epic journey for what many call the holy grail of collectibles. The Dallas Mavericks, Barbie. I'm Jeremy Schaap. It's Friday, July 21st. This is ESPN Daily. So Dave, 
Dallas Mavericks Barbie. I know there are a lot of Barbies out there, but why is there a Dallas Mavericks Barbie period? So Barbie debuted in 1959. And for a couple of decades, her association with sports was sort of recreational, right? She was a skier. Barbie, on Barbie's Olympic Ski Village, you put together. You start the downhill race. She was a tennis player. We're all the hot sports, so we love the Barbie All-Star Sports Club. Tennis, anyone? Wow. She became an Olympic gold medalist. What sport? All of them, duh. Skater Barbie wins the gold. So in the 90s, when the sort of collectibles craze began, the late 90s, Mattel got in on it and issued a, created a one-time only collaboration with the NBA, where they would put out a full collection of NBA Barbies, all 29 teams, where she would be dressed in each team's authentic, official uniform along with a tiny little basketball and, of course, a hairbrush. It was a unique thing at the time, this collaboration between a professional sports team and a Barbie. Think about if you're trying to reach, you know, a female audience, a young female audience, or the moms, what a, what a great way to do it with these authentic uniforms. You've got Barbie. And then if you look on the back of the boxes from the collection, there's an 800 number that girls could call if they wanted to learn more about the NBA. So it's kind of genius. And you found, for the purposes of telling this story, you found a family that was the perfect vehicle, a family interested in both the NBA element of this and the Barbie element of this. Who were the people that you identified as you went out and said, we're going to tell the story of Dallas Mavericks Barbie? The whole story is really about the Harveys from Brundage, Alabama. And it is a mother-daughter team. Marilyn's the mom. Candace is the daughter. They're really the, the heroes of this quest um, because they've been looking for 25 years. Marilyn was a basketball pioneer in Alabama. She was on the first women's team at her high school in Alabama. And she grew up to become a nurse and then an NBA fanatic, right? She loves the NBA. Her daughter, Candace, not so much. Not into sports, but loved Barbie. Had Barbie sheets, had all the Barbie collections. And so in 1999, when this collection came out, there was kind of this magical moment where Marilyn was like, okay, now I have something I can share with my daughter. And once she started driving around looking and collecting these dolls, she really very quickly got to 28 of the 29 dolls. Mm. But there was something about it meant a lot to her to complete this set for her daughter because they were bonding over it. Dave, you said that in short order, she was able to locate and purchase 28 NBA Barbies. 
So we got the Timberwolves, we got the Magic, we've got the Heat, we got the Knicks, we got the Celtics, we got the Spurs, we could go on. What we do not have? Dallas Mavericks Barbie. Oh, man, come on. (laughs) It's just so frustrating. (laughs) And Marilyn, if the minute you meet Marilyn, you understand this, right? That it was like, don't get in between a mama and her mission for her daughter, right? And she was like driving to Auburn at the spur of the moment. She was, she called Mattel's customer service. She put out want ads. She enlisted um, nephews and nieces and cousins and people at the hospital she worked at. Nothing worked. She could not find this stupid, elusive Dallas Mavericks Barbie. Mm. And she couldn't complete the collection that meant everything to her and her daughter. If, If it was so easy to find a Seattle Supersonics Barbie in 1999, in and near Brundage, Alabama. Why was it so hard to find a Dallas Mavericks Barbie when you're only three states away? The first theory that you hear when you start to tap into the collectibles, that whole world, is in 1998-99, the Dallas Mavs, their attendance was amongst the worst in the league. They hadn't made the playoffs in eight seasons. They had averaged like 60 losses a year for for almost a decade. And the theory goes, and this is backed up by Mattel, that when they put out the collection, you know, if they made 40,000 of the Chicago Bulls Barbies, because they knew they could sell every single last one of those, they probably put out maybe uh, 10% or 20% of those Barbies for teams like the Dallas Mavericks. And so the idea is, from the get-go, they were already scarce right when they went into production because nobody cared about the Dallas Mavericks. So Dave, you've decided at this point you're going to bring all your journalistic skills to bear, all the resources of ESPN. You tell the Harveys, you are going to help them. You are going to locate this elusive Barbie. So naturally, I assume uh, you start this mission in Dallas, right? First, I should say that Marilyn Harvey beat me to this, right? She was, I think she had a layover in Dallas and she left the airport to go look. And I think at one point she even drove to like the arena to knock on the door to like ask the team officials where this stupid doll was, right? Because they were making her daughter sad. But I should say right now, right, that we, I had help. Originally, this idea was from a great Texas-based ESPN reporter, Alonzo Almeida, and he really helped me out with boots on the ground in Dallas. And I think he went to at least a dozen thrift stores, Goodwills, toy stores, collectibles, and reported back nothing. We've got nothing. We got NASCAR Barbies. We've got fencing Barbies. We've got Rebecca Lobo Barbies, but no Dallas Mavs Barbies. So you mentioned the global nature of this search. That once, you know, you guys, frankly, struck out in Dallas, you had to expand the terms of the search. How far did you go? We truly went global on this one, right? With the, with the help of Zoom, we Zoomed with a woman in Dusseldorf who is the Guinness World Record holder for the largest Barbie collection. And I think, I mean, it changes every day because people leave Barbies on our front doorstep now. Um, 
but it's over 18,000 Barbies. Right away, she was hopeful. And it kind of got my hopes up because she was like, I have a lot of the sports Barbies. My daughter, her daughter, again, you talk about, we're in the rabbit hole now, right? And we're in Dusseldorf and her daughter is a national level ping pong player in Germany. And her daughter then collected a lot of the sports Barbies. And so the way that Bettina, that's her name, Bettina, left it was, you know, my daughter has a lot of the sports Barbies. I'm sure I've got it. Let me just look through my collection. So we're talking about a German Barbie collector, the Barbie collector globally, who happens to be German. This collection is distributed at the exact time that Dirk Nowitzki, the greatest German basketball player ever, becomes a member of the Dallas Mavericks. So you would think if they had it anywhere outside of North Texas, it would be Germany, right? Damn it, Jeremy. You just solved the whole freaking mystery. We just have to go to Germany. They're probably at every store in Germany. But the truth is, he remember Dirk was not a sensation in 98, 99. No, he was, no. I think he scored like eight points. And I think he was thinking about going back to, um, you know, leaving the NBA. So after all that hope that we got from the world's biggest Barbie collector in Germany, um, that her expertise and her collection somewhere in there, this NBA Dallas Mavericks Barbie would, would be found. Um, a few days later, I got an email from Dusseldorf and it basically said, I'm paraphrasing, uh, but Tina basically emailed me and said, um, I have contacted my collectors and we have not find this Barbie. Sorry. So then we go to Singapore and there's a man there. He's got the largest collection in, in Asia, in that part of the world. So he's got 12,000 plus Barbie dolls. But the real reason to, to talk to him is that he's also the, the head of marketing and brand development for uh, a large company in Singapore. And so he really helps me understand the quirks uh, and the sociology behind why Dallas Mavs Barbie is probably missing. You know, first of all, he does, he helps with a search to verify that they were created. He confirmed with a SKU number that they were produced and Mattel verified this um, because Marilyn back in Alabama, one of her theories is that Mattel just forgot to make the Dallas Mavs Barbie and just has been covering up this Barbie blunder. So Marilyn's theory is that Mattel screwed up. But we have, Mattel says, no, we did make these Barbies. And your Singapore source with 12,000 Barbies, who's an expert on these things, has confirmed the skew. It's like a DNA test. Yes. And he confirms that they're out there. And then I say to this marketing expert and brand development expert, I'm like, well, why? What happened? And the explanation is kind of, it's sweet and it's, it, it, it's simple and it's genius. And it's something that we miss, and I think us adults miss in the whole collectible memorabilia world, right? And his point was, look, the people who collect Barbies are only 5%, maybe, of the people who consume Barbies. She's a toy. We forget that she's a toy. She's meant to be played with. 
I can and he's confirm like, that. I've got two daughters. There are Barbie heads all over the house. There are random limbs. They're strewn around the house. Yeah, they, these dolls are not staying in their boxes. They've never stayed in their boxes. Exactly. And that's what the collector in Singapore said was that, remember, Dallas Mavs Barbie is out there. She exists, but she's probably buried in somebody's sandbox or at the bottom of a pool or in someone's attic. They didn't collect them. They just tore them apart. So you're in Dallas, you're in Singapore, you're in Dusseldorf, at least virtually in these places with the assistance of our colleagues. You're scouring the planet for Dallas Mavericks, Jason Kidd, Jimmy Jackson, Jamal Mashburn era Barbies. You end up, as we often end up on these kinds of journeys, in New York City, specifically in the Bronx. <laughs> why, why and how did you end up in the Bronx? One of Marilyn's theories, Marilyn and Candace's theories, and one of the reasons why they keep searching and they're sort of excited right now is that the movie is shaking these Barbies loose. You know, every, everyone has Barbie mania. And so all of a sudden they are predicting that these, these NBA Barbies are going to get, um, they're going to be shaken loose from like the attic or collectors or like storage things. I'm new to the collectibles world, very new to the Barbie world. I made a rookie mistake trying to continue my search with the Harveys, I reached out to maybe the biggest Barbie NBA, WNBA collector um, on eBay. I don't have a very good poker face, and I sort of tipped my hand about these missing and rare Dallas Mavericks Barbies. And this guy is probably the foremost collector. He's a retired mailman in the Bronx, and he hadn't found one either. This guy, Wade Lewis in the Bronx, he had also been searching for 25 years for Dallas Mavericks Barbie. And the problem is I tipped him off about our search. And I think a light bulb went off. He understood that if he could find it, it would be exponentially more valuable I don't know if he went to like maybe an old source or something like that, but he found one. You're not going to believe this. The day before his NBA Barbie collection was at $4,500 on eBay. He found the 29th Barbie, the Dallas Mavericks Barbie. He added it to his collection and he's now asking $100,000 for that collection on eBay. Hmm. You're not the kind of guy who's going to let disappointment dissuade you, stay you from the completion of your rounds, are you, Dave? No, if anything, this gave me even more hope that it was like, okay, Marilyn's theory that the movie is shaking these dolls loose, it's real. It's, it's happening. We're, we're, we're seeing it. And if there's one out there, there's got to be more. Coming up, a true buzzer beater in the quest for the Barbie Grail. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, David, you have been beating the bushes now endlessly. Well, for three and a half weeks, trying to find... Dallas Mavericks Barbie. Not only is your search turned up empty, but you've you've let you know the people you're working with. You've let them down by alerting another collector to the urgency of this mission. So, so where do you go from here? At that point, I didn't know what to do. I was afraid to call Marilyn. I literally was pacing. I had my phone on the top of my desk, and I was pacing back and forth, going, "How am I going to tell?" And I have to tell her right that we were close, but I screwed up. And I could have ended her 25-year quest, but um, I blew it. And I, you know, the whole point of this thing at the very beginning, once you talk to the Harveys, I was like, you guys, we are going to put the power of ESPN behind this. We will find this Barbie. And that was the last thing I, I said to Marilyn and to Candace. And I had to contemplate. I was moments away. I'm not exaggerating. I was the, the, the first draft of the story was done. I was moments away from having to call the Harveys and explain that I had failed miserably when I got a text message from our, again, our amazing Texas-based ESPN reporter, Alonzo Almeida. And he says, I think I may have found the doll. And it turns out he started searching on Facebook Marketplace which I think a lot of collectors ignore or something. Alonzo knew I was filing the story that night. He went through and just did one last search and bing, a Dallas Mavs Barbie appeared. So what did you do? Well, I panicked. I fully panicked. <laughs> so I go, okay, Alonzo, stay on the line. I'm going to contact this seller and I will go through a negotiation. And at first I thought, feel like I'm being scammed because she, the woman, uh, she accepted PayPal and said she would FedEx me my Barbie. And then two seconds later, she said, no, no, I want cash. And I want to pick up, I want to drop off the Barbie in person. And I was like, you know, I'm like, I've come this far, screw it. So we just kept going and kept negotiating. And I finally typed in the words. I was like, okay, I'll pay cash and I will pick it up in person thinking that I could just, I would fly to wherever she was and pick it up. And in a moment of ultimate Barbie magic, she lives in Arlington, which is less than 15 minutes from where Alonzo lives. So Alonzo is 15 minutes from Arlington. How do you arrange the, is it a transfer is it, it's, it's, it's very uh, proof of life kidnapping kind of moment, right? Like you're making this exchange. I'm assuming, you know, it's going to be in some place with, you know, bring no one else. 
that kind of thing. Is that is that what's going on? Exactly. And I was in the story I write, I'm like this when it happened, it unfolded less like a fairy tale and more like a hostage negotiation <laughs> because that's kind of what happened. I had to Venmo Alonzo Cash and he had to clear his schedule so that he could go meet her. It was a quick trip uh, a gas station in Arlington at 7:45 pump number 9. That was the meeting place. Alonzo, God love him. He honestly, he really is the hero of the story because he shows up a half an hour early to to check out his surroundings. And at first she doesn't show up. Barbie collector doesn't show up. And so I Facebook messenger her and I'm like, hey, we agreed on a price. We agreed on a time. I have a friend who who, you know, went out of his way to be there in person. He's waiting at pump number nine. And she goes, okay, my boyfriend and I will be there in five minutes. And the last text I got from Alonzo was, she's here, she's on a scooter with the Barbie. Wow. So here's the thing, Jeremy, I'm... I'm learning all this secondhand through text messages while I'm traveling for another assignment. And we had already agreed, like there were certain identifiable things with these dolls. There's a hologram, there's a SKU number, and you're gonna like this. Not many people know that there's a hairbrush buried in the bottom of these boxes. And so- Dead giveaway. The real experts, they know if it's, if it's authentic and unopened, that hairbrush will be down there sort of hidden by Barbie's basketball shoes. And it all checked out. And I was like, Alonzo, we're a go. Make the exchange. And then I just waited. I waited. A torturous just, and I think the last thing I said was, are we good? And Alonzo didn't want to text while he was driving back to his house. So I had to wait. I didn't want to bug him too much. I didn't want to text but the last text just hung there for like 18 minutes. And then I will never forget this. My, my phone is in my cup holder in my car. My dark car lights up and staring back at me is the face of Dallas Mavs Barbie. So, so what you're telling me, Dave, is you actually have in your possession the Holy Grail. Dallas Mavericks bar. You can tell by the smile on my face, right? And because, Jeremy, because you're one of us, right? Clearly, you, you've you got Barbie bona fides, yep. right? Thank you. I'm, I'm going to show her to you. Please. Here she is. Oh, Look at her. Wow. Yeah. Look at wow. that hologram. More than yep. I could have hoped for. So Dave, what what are you going to do with this treasure? I'm going to do the only correct thing in this situation and fulfill my promise to Marilyn and Candace. And I'm going to hand deliver this Barbie. And after 25 years, complete their collection. Mm. This may be, without a doubt, the highlight of my ESPN career. Coming up... A Barbie moment, more than two decades in the making.
Delicious meat nutritious. In the snack that packs of real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Dave, uh, we haven't talked in a couple of days, and since the last time we talked, you went to Alabama. And now you're back. Tell us about the trip. No, just an amazing journey traveling to the Harvey home in Brundage, Alabama to deliver upon my promise at the beginning of the story. So just to remind everyone, the Harvey family, this all started because Marilyn is a huge NBA fan. And Candace couldn't care less about sports, but she loves playing with Barbies. So they figured this is a way for them to bond through building and completing this Barbie collection. So when you walk in uh, with your beautifully wrapped package, did they at that point have any idea what was about to hit them? This is where the reveal story becomes really interesting to me, right? Because I got a giant pink, Barbie pink gift bag and a giant metallic Barbie pink bow And I put the Barbie in the bag. I put the bow on her. And I figured kind of the minute they saw me pull up and get out of my rental car with this giant pink gift bag, that they would come running out of the house, tackle me. We would have a moment. It would be amazing, right? But it turns out that after nearly 25 years of searching for this doll to complete their collection and to complete their connection, right, over the NBA and the Barbies, the mother-daughter team had kind of given up hope to the point where they so thoroughly had become resigned to the fact that this doll did not exist. They saw a stranger from ESPN walk up to their house with a giant pink gift bag, and they just thought it was like some kind of consolation prize. They couldn't even imagine that the doll was in there. We sit down at the kitchen table and we, we just start chit-chatting about the adventure, about the journey, about um, 
about maybe where it could be. And the bag is just sort of sitting there at my feet and I'm just waiting for the right moment to present it to Marilyn. And and when did that happen? Okay, so you know me, right? Terrible poker face. It's like, I'm going to start crying. (laughs) I'm going to just burst out and go, I found it, right? It's like, I couldn't, I knew I, at some point I, I, I just had to. So I finally just said, you know, Marilyn, I brought you something. Okay, well, Marilyn, I have a gift for you. <laughs> uh, you guys, I was so, we, everybody at ESPN was so inspired oh. by your story oh, that my. everybody pitched in and started looking and scouring. I'm beaming, I'm freaking out as I'm walking the bag to her and she kind of is like, don't do this to me, David. So you will you'll be the judge if we if we did good or, or oh, not. But are you, are you okay? Marilyn and Candace, they both describe themselves as tough as nails. They do not cry easily. And Marilyn instantly, when she even just thought it might be the Dallas Mavericks Barbie, she started crying. Don't make me cry. <laughs> Don't make us cry. Oh my goodness. And then Candace got up and went over to her mom and she started crying. And it was kind of, honestly, it was kind of beautiful because they both then, while they were crying, almost cheek to cheek, unwrapped the Barbie together. Oh! Oh. She's gorgeous. She is. The way Marilyn put it was, I can finally exhale. It's like, I can exhale, Uh you know, because you've been looking and you can, we can actually exhale. This connection with my daughter, this collection of dolls is now complete. And I just think that they were almost, it was, they were so stunned that we had actually found it and then delivered it, that it took a while for it to sort of to settle in that it was over, their journey was over. So your nemesis in the Bronx, he's trying to sell this complete set for $100,000 on eBay. What are the Harveys going to do now that they have a complete set? So. Now that it's complete, Candace, who has a new home, she just bought a new home. And honestly, I think she bought it so that if she ever did complete the collection, she would have something appropriate to put the collection in. So she has a new home. She's a very proud new homeowner. And she's going to then display the Barbies in her new home. But next year, the family reunion, the Harvey family reunion is in Brundage. So Candace had to promise to bring the full collection back so that Marilyn could display it to her entire family. I think Marilyn wanted to show off the fact that, uh, you know, her faith in this project after 25 years, it paid off. She, then I thought this was super sweet. The first thing Marilyn said I should point out is, no way am I ever selling these. 
I don't care if they're worth $100,000. I don't care if they end up being worth more than that. I'm not selling these. It's not about that. For me, it was about completing this. I want Candace to have them. And then when Candace is done, she wants them to go to a charity or a museum. Even years down the road, we want I want to donate the whole to some to an organization or to something who could appreciate it. I would want it to be somewhere where others could enjoy it, uh, you know, and have an appreciation for it. Nobody could ever value them as much as the Harveys, because they're the only ones who know how long this took, what they put in, what it meant to them, mother and daughter. To know that Where your mom know. loves you unconditionally, no matter what, and that you are always at the top of her thoughts. For her to say, I love basketball, but my baby loves Barbie dolls, I'm gonna find something that connects us even in that way. Like, it was even more special to me because I'm like, she got into this because of me. Dave, I got to ask you at the end of this, right? Um, you know, so often you start working on a story, you have a picture of it in your mind. You know, there, there's some blank spaces. You don't know how it's necessarily going to turn out, but you have hopes, you have dreams. Ultimately, did this story end up as satisfying for you as a reporter as you had hoped it might be? It ended up even more so. It's so easy to be to be skeptical and sort of, uh, you know, you know me, I'm a bit of a, a, a smart ass when it comes to almost everything. Because, you know, okay, it's, at the end of the day, it's Barbie, right? That I think that'll be a lot of some people's reactions. It's Barbie, get over it. But I, the Harveys, I ended up being changed by the Harveys and this whole quest. And I was really moved by a couple of things that Marilyn said at the end through tear-soaked eyes. And Marilyn was like, if you believe in something, then it has meaning for you. And if it's meaningful for you, then that's all that matters. Try to finish what, what you start, you know, and believe in what you're doing. And, you know, if it's meaningful, to you, that's all that really matters, mm -hmm. you know. And this what this was for me. It was meaningful to me. Dave Fleming, great stuff. Thank you. Thanks a lot. For another captivating Dave Fleming quest, you can check out his newest book, Who's Your Founding Father? One Man's Epic Quest to Uncover the First True Declaration of Independence. Available wherever books are sold. I'm Jeremy Schapp. This has been ESPN Daily. Our show is produced by Bradford Craig, Alexander Hyacinth, Mike Johns, Heather Lombardo, Ryan Nantel, Mike Philbrick, Andre Soto, Andy Tennant, and Aaron Vale. Special thanks this week to Deontay Epps and Jackson Agello. We'll talk to you Monday.